every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Well, hello, James Michael Riley. Yes, hello, Meg. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we got you back in the studio. Very happy to be back here. Yeah, I so. missed you. It's funny because the microphone's high, so I just see your eyes like over the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. have to work on that. Over the top of a nice microphone, though, yeah. so it's worth it. Well, we had fun, and, and thank you for letting me install the new microphones. Yay. You bet. So you are really busy up at Underhill. Yes, that's right. And um, Underhill is, why don't you just quickly describe what Underhill is? Absolutely. Underhill is one of the first single-family green roof homes in the state of New Jersey. And by green roof, what we mean is that they, uh, it's going to have a foot of earth on the roof with plants growing up there. And that will give us enough soil cover to, pl- to replant a lot of what is native to the hillside environment that the house is set in. So we'll be able to put everything up there up to like small trees. Um, and really restore ha- wildlife and habitat. And didn't we discuss having goats last time? Um, yes, I think we did, and I'm totally <laughs> open to that. Um, I think some deer will make it up there on their yeah. own because there yeah. are a couple of places you can access it from the hillside in the back. Um, so they'll they'll serve some of the purpose of goats. So in this process, you have become you're becoming like an expert in green building, in particular with the green roof. Learning a lot more about it, yes. Uh, yes. Because that, that's the, the particular style, but there's so many yeah. other aspects to it. Like we, we talked briefly last time about um, uh, what what kind of heat. What, what's oh, a the, geothermal. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like drill, drill, drill. <laughs> right. Sounds like, yep. looks like. Uh, yep. Using my yeah. hand signals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, right, which are so effective on, uh, on, on audio. So today, literally, so, you were mm-hmm. earlier today working on, you're working on waterproofing. Yes, and that's something I'm going back to as soon as we're done here. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. Um, what's, what's really cool now is that we are, we have one section of the green roof. The whole, the roof in total is going to be about 3,000 square feet, and we have about 500 square feet of it that are structurally complete. So I'm now waterproofing that, and in May... We're going to have an excavator come and um, do a lot of the backfilling around the sides of the house and also backfill this 500 square feet of roof. So our plan is that in June, we will actually plant our first green roof up at Underhill. Wow. But you you won't be living there yet, will you? I'm not living there yet. No. No. We we still don't have things like... um, you know, running water and stuff like that. Well, but this you know, section of roof will detail, be done. Minor detail, yeah, you know. Yes, yes. But getting there. Getting, getting there. there. Yeah. So now we were talking about waterproofing stuff. Is there anything particular that folks should look for if they're going to be doing... Now, you have to do extra waterproofing because of the type of structure, right? Yes, absolutely. We There is one part of the roof, one small part that's not a green roof, and that will have conventional shingles. But most of it, I mean, what you're doing is you're building a roof that has a lot more in common with like a foundation wall right? because it's going to be, it has to be waterproofed and then it has to be backfilled. Yeah. Um, but with the additional challenge of the dirt's on top of it instead of next to it. Yeah. So if there's any way that water can find its way in, it will. And good luck finding that leak mm-hmm. because it's under a foot of earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and insulation and all those other things that are up there. So uh, it's, it's a challenge here. And, and it's one of the first things that I read when I started to learn about this. There was a book that came out uh, done at the University of Minnesota back in the 80s or even 70s called Earth Shelter Technology. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And one of the things that this that this guy said was that failures of waterproofing in earth houses are not usually failures of materials. They're usually failures of detailing or application. Okay. And that is something I've had very much in mind. And having already started this this waterproofing process with this stuff, and we're using a liquid product, 
Um, I had a wake-up call in that we did, I did a lot of it last week, and then we had a lot of rain over the weekend. Right, right. And water got in. Yeah. So my details are not done yet. <laughs> well, actually, so yeah, that's probably the way to do it is to to make sure you have a good rain after you think you're done before you backfill everything. Yeah. yeah. It actually <laughs> it's actually I would almost I would recommend to anybody don't backfill until you get a heavy rain. So that you can really get in there and see what what's happening with water. Wow. Yeah. Um I had a question it just went poof like evaporated out of that's my right. head. Um But but I can tell you how I got hooked up with this particular um manufacturer of waterproofing materials and i can't i can't advocate them yet or or endorse them because i'm still in the process of doing this and i'll i'll let you know when the when the result right. is done right but the way i found it was that i was in new york city about a month and a half ago sitting in a starbucks doing some work between meetings that i had which is what everybody who doesn't live in manhattan does yes when I think they you're absolutely right. Work, right where where do you land where there's internet <laughs> access it's yeah. a starbucks yeah so this guy is sitting next to me. Uh, we, hadn't, we hadn't been talking to each other. And suddenly he says to me, can I show you something? And I'm thinking, oh, boy, what on earth is this? You know, a complete stranger asking to show me something in a Starbucks. <laughs> and he turns his iPad toward me. And I'm seeing an image of what appears to be somebody repelling, like off a building. And I can see lights yeah. way down below. And I said to him, uh, wh- how high up is that? He said, that's the Empire State Building. Wow. And this is a guy's name is George Cole. And he has a company that does... Um, waterproofing and other sorts of things on high buildings in New York City. Where it's critical and you can't get back up there to patch yes, things right, up, right? Yes, exactly, right. You do right. it once and you do you it right. You do it once or it's a fortune <laughs> just to put the equipment back in place to access the roof to see what's wrong. So um, he is the one that gave me some tips on this. And it was just so interesting to run into somebody who is doing things like, you know, upgrading the antennas on top of the Empire State Building. Well, that's kind of neat. So yeah. listen, you'll come back and you'll tell us uh, an update on how, how the product is working. I would love to. All right. I would love to. Stay tuned. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. 